When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sonny Hollywood Booney from Podcast Rock City. We've been waiting 100,000 years for another good kiss podcast to rear its ugly head, and I guess we'll just keep waiting. But since you already hit play, you obviously know that you are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast. Tom and Zeus are dropping deuces in dark-lit places, and that's not only a danger for you, it's plain danger us. That's right. We're back with another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This week, we're joined by a very special guest, longtime friend and fellow podcaster, Kiss Cruise nerd, the host of Potter Than Hell. Steve Wright is here. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, Nothing going on here Nothing. just uh, talking with you guys looking at your handsome faces here i don't give a shit what casada says you guys are handsome oh don't listen to him with his vo hot oil <laughs> treatment whatever the hell he does say his name okay. as many time you want he doesn't get a fucking theme song on this show <laughs> fuck him <laughs> zeus what are we doing this week what are we what are we doing we so, got steve we got steve on here so that means it's bang tango's greatest hits episode <laughs> no, no we're gonna talk no. about man of war you <laughs> know <laughs> dude there are times i gotta get this out there are times i'm like is that a parody You'll you'll have like listening to this at the firehouse, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? It's He's like, have you ever heard of Powell Wolf? <laughs> like, they're great. <laughs> I'm like, he definitely bought this for the cover. He has no idea what kind of music <laughs> it is. It's just the cover. Well, this week, th- this week we're talking about five bands that everybody knows and mostly loves. Who knows? But yeah, this week we're going to talk about Def Leppard. Rat, Dawkin, Bon Jovi, and Motley Crue, their first four albums of each of those bands. Yeah. Imagine if this was an album review crew. Uh, hi, we're on part 17. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be back to you next month. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, no, for this, we're just going to go down because this is a Steve's, like, he's the perfect guest for this. He knows these albums inside and out. These yep. are the albums that I think are the big five. These are like the big five in this type of music. We're probably missing somebody. Yep. But nobody else has got, uh, as far as I'm, I think, 
define this era of melodic rock, glam rock, LA rock, or hair metal, whatever you want to call it. I think these are the bands that defined it, especially with their first four albums. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would throw, like Tom said, I would throw in Bang Tango in there, <laughs> Danger Danger, um, Leather Wolf, you know, bands like that. I would throw Leather in Wolf and Power Wolf, those can't be real. <laughs> I'm telling you, they are. I, I had I are. a Leather Wolf cassette in college, See? Tom. Falling it, on you or something like that. Not that's the striper. striper. No, what was it? They had a Hear Me Calling, something like that. Mm-hmm. What was that? So, was that was that what it was called? Call, that's Leather calling? Wolf, yeah. Or yeah, that's another one. They had three guitarists. Right? Right, this isn't a leather wolf. This isn't a wolf episode. <laughs> no, we're not doing wolf bands. Rank, rank, rank your favorite wolf bands. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, let, let, let's think about it, right? Uh, I think three of the five are considered the LA bands, the glam bands. And that's right. Rat, Motley Crue, and Dawkins. Bon Jovi, we all know, who hates to look back and consider the fact that he was in this genre. Yep. They're a New Jersey band. And Def Leppard is the British band. Right. uh, Who really gets lumped into these kind of bands only with hysteria. Yeah, I think think Def Leppard is kind of the band that kind of like evolved into this genre. And we've talked in the past about about how Pyromania kind of ushered in the era of like, kind of like really like, glam hair metal and it's funny because they were like they're from the uk right steve i mean yeah i i think too with the with these bands that um they most of them evolved into into that yeah um like like def leppard started out as a hard rock band the first two albums are are not hair metal you know if you want to call it that right albums and uh too fast for love is not and uh you know, like a lot of these bands, but like I think Dokken and Rat were probably the ones that stayed the the steadiest out of these bands mm. from their their debut to the you know to what we're we're talking about today. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Like, I mean, like the evolution of these of the four albums. I mean, you you got a, you got a band like Bon Jovi that really evolved. You got a band like I think Motley Crue like really evolved. Def Leppard too, but yeah, I think Dawkins and Rat were probably, like you said, probably the ones that kind of didn't really veer too far from that first to the fourth album. But you know what's funny is, like, I think if any of our listeners like this type of music, which I would say maybe 90% of the people like this, if you listen to Kiss, you are into these type of bands. Mm -hmm. These five were bands that you bought their records in the 80s, and they would churn out an album every one or two years, and you would buy them. Because there were that was the band you would buy. Dawkin, Rat's got a new album. Okay, Bon Jovi's got a new album. Oh, Def Leppard's got a new album. You're buying them. They're in your collection. All of us had these albums in our collection. It, it's very hard to find the guys like, yeah, I listen to Dawkin, bon, uh, bon Jovi, Rat, but I won't buy Motley Crue. Like, what? Right. right. You like one, you like all of these. And I think we've all had these albums. And what's interesting is, Right about the fourth album of all these is when music changed, and you know, and uh, Steve's favorite type of music, grunge, came in, and the style oh, yeah. changed, and these albums became different. But if you look at these, all four of these, all five bands on their fourth album, they're still like this is in their wheelhouse, this is the type of album they're still putting out. Then they start getting a little bit different, 
like detonator yeah. becomes way different for rat Dawkins fifth what's their fifth album dysfunctional dysfunctional you know i mean you're way down boy were they the these yeah. days for bon jovi is nothing like 7800 fahrenheit but it's also funny too if you look at the evolution of these bands i mean it might not be my favorite but Def Leppard's fourth album is arguably their biggest album, Hysteria, right? Dawkins' fourth album is arguably probably their most accessible album in Back for the Attack. Yes. Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, their fourth album. I mean, New Jersey's might not be bigger than Slippery and Wet, but some people think it is. So I, I think Rat. They have five I, fucking top ten hits. Right. Off but that I think, album. I think Rat and Motley Crue were the bands that, although I like them, I thought the, that I thought there was like that fourth album like was just. It, it was still okay. Rat and Motley Crue, but it was yeah. It, 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 they changed. It, it didn't cat, it didn't catapult them like the other ones did. Yeah, right, Motley right. did have Doctor Feelgood, which would fall into this. That's true. Bon that was Jovi, fifth. Yeah, fifth is very different. Dawkins fifth is different. Rats Detonator is different, but it could still fall into this. Yeah, Def Leppard even Adrenalize it really changed their oh, style. It was yuck. Hysteria and even less. Right. Um, but. These are the four albums. Uh, the one thing that sticks out to me, and I will say this, and I, I want to get your opinion on this. I think Dawkins, when I look at these albums. I know what you're going to say. Album is the band that got each album was better than the next. Yep. More than any other than one. Everyone else is either uneven or up, down, middle. Uh, uh, but Dawkins from breaking the change to tooth and nail to under lock and key to back for the attack crescendo going up they can, i think i think they either stay the same or, or got better steve what do you think i know i know how you feel about hysteria yeah i, I hysteria is definitely desert island animal for me yeah. but I, I i agree with you zeus and and today uh you actually you guys uh thanks for inviting me number one number two yeah. like literally last night you guys asked me if i would do this so i was kind of going through and i hadn't listened to uh doc and breaking the chains in, in forever yeah. so yep. i i listened to that i kind of just got back into some of the stuff i haven't heard in a while and and there's definitely the progression with Doc and each one got better because yeah. breaking the chains. I was like, I hate that album. But then I, I listened to it today. The I'm like, so, you know, the it's title not track that is great, bad. but yeah, after the title track, the song is terrible. Better for, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the production's yeah, voice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he's singing. Like there's no bass in it, but Doc and I would say their songs got better. Like it's a I complete so. bad for the attack yeah. is a complete album. Well, I think I think the I think the evolution of the style of music as you get from like hard rock to like pop metal, glam metal, I think that suited a band like Dokken and a band like Def Leppard. I think Rat and Motley Crue, I, I, I just think those bands were probably just suffered from. I don't know if it was inner turmoil or something, but because Rat and Motley Crue right off the bat, I think you, you would have thought that those bands would have done it. But I, I think. Obviously, we and we've left out a, an important part of the evolution of Def Leppard, and obviously the, the Rick Allen, you know, his accident, losing an arm, they were forced to change their sound and do that that real like poppy kind of drum sound that's that's yeah. really prep, you know, prominent on on Hysteria. But yeah, I think I think it, it is interesting to see how these bands either plateaued or got better or got worse or really just yeah. fell in, fell into a hole in the ground, you know. And it's funny because then the next thing I wanted to ask you guys, I think Rat. Has the best debut started off, and then they just gotten progressively worse as you go down their albums. Uh, Steve, why don't you start with this? Who out of, out of these five, who has the best debut? Do you think? 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I would agree with Zeus on that one, I think. Um, Although I I would maybe just a a little bit over Bon Jovi's debut. I really, I really like that album. Uh, I agree with you, but out like, of the not, cellar- not a whole lot, but out of the cellar, there's, there's no skippers on that. And there's maybe one or two on Bon Jovi's uh, debut album that are kind of a little, maybe not borderline skippable skippers for me. It's a perfect record, but seriously I th- I- though, on rats <laughs> out of the cellar, go down the list. Would you say Tom, what about you? Would yeah, you say for- that their albums got progressively worse for, for me? Yeah. Rat? Oh, out by far. No, no doubt. Right? I mean, when you, when you're the you, only one, when you start with out of the cellar, yeah, invasion of invasion of privacy, it's a great is, album is, invasion of privacy is great. It's like, uh, it's like out of the cellar part two, but not as good. Correct. And, and then the other, and then they, they like, you know, dancing undercover is, is good. Um, dance, dance, it, it, it's, you know, reach for the sky is like, ah, all right, you guys, the wheels are falling <laughs> like, off you know, a little like, bit. Way cool. Junior. Uh, no, but I think in terms of the best debut, for, it's easily out of the cell. But I think I've always had a soft spot just for Too Fast for Love because I You're remember what I remember when I discovered that cassette, and I was like, "Holy!" Because I my introduction to Motley Crue was "Shout at the Devil," courtesy of MTV. Same here. I didn't know Too Fast for Love. So I going back, back to going it, yeah. backwards to Too Fast for Love and hearing songs like you know, like Merry Go Round and Starry Eyes, I was like, "Whoa, what is going on with this band right now?" And I told you, I'll tell you right now. 
I am in the minority, I think. I, I can't wait to see what you guys think. I love Theater of Pain. I'm oh. sorry. I, I always have. <laughs> Zeus is laughing. Steve has a big smile. All right, Steve, Theater of Pain, no. All right. Well, well, let, let me just say, first of all, and, okay. and here's here's one thing for that kind of I thought of when you were saying that time about okay. uh, first getting into Shout Out the Devil. Yeah. I'm a couple years older than than you guys. And yep. so those years, like I got those albums as they came out because we had uh, it wasn't uh, obviously not the leather records version of it. But when they went to when they they, you know, reissued it, we did have for, Too Fast for Love when it like the year it came out so we we were with crew from the beginning okay. and uh and, and that album's great that album is excellent it's awesome and um but uh what what was the rest of that theater theater oh, theater, pain, theater, theater pain. pain i love theater of pain yeah what? i i live in uh yes. i live in the house that my grandparents owned and they had a swing on the front porch and i remember when this that album came out that summer i had my walkman and i sat on that swing and listened to that cassette over and over and just I love kept it. on flipping I- it what and, part and, but do you it's love? One of them- the fucking trumpets and smoking in the boys' room? Dude, we need a lover tonight. Kicks <laughs> ass. It's, it's something about the album. I, and I, I think that a lot of that has to do with how I was listening to it. Like, And yeah. it's literally like right like five feet from where I'm sitting now because I yeah. actually live in uh, the house. I bought the house my grandparents owned. And uh, I, I think that's more of a uh, like a memory type thing. Because like, and, oh, and, and Home I'm Sweet even, like, Home just is... is Fucking off the charts legendary for all of us. And if you grew up in the eighties, you know that song, and you know when Motley Crue hit it big. You have like yeah, sentimental and, feelings when that comes on. I do. Yeah, and louder than hell is just a rip off of I love it loud. It's just a, it's a fucking <laughs> yeah, same oh, song, yeah. but it's better than I love it loud. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So then you got. So I would look at. Let's go. If, if, so we've already did Dawkins. Saying that they got progressively better, Rat got progressively worse. Yep. Let's go to Bon Jovi. I love their first two albums. I I talk about it all the time. I even had their VHS before Slippery When Wet came out of all their videos. He was that was my band. The most melodic, hard rock. Every song is good. Catchy tunes, good vocals, great great guitar. Nothing too over the top. Harmonies, choruses. Patchy songs, and then the motherfucker comes up with uh, "Slippery When Wet," and then everybody falls in love and goes, "Oh my god, the girls love Bon Jovi!" And then coming up with the sequel, it doesn't sell probably as much, but New Jersey to New come Jersey. up with that album with that pressure on you, yeah, fucking amazing. And yeah, New Jersey is not as good. I feel like this fucking a couple stupid songs on there, but. Um, I love Bon Jovi's first four albums. That Bon Jovi, I don't know about the shit afterwards, are as good as any band on this stuff here. These four, five bands, those four albums by Bon Jovi, I don't know. We'll get, we'll rank these afterwards each other. But I thought Bon Jovi's early stuff, and too bad they don't do that kind of music anymore, was unbelievable. Steve, yeah, they're they're the they're the they're the saddest one out of all the ones we're going to talk about tonight from what they've turned into. I mean, Rat is, you know, they're all splintered and all that shit, but you know, whatever. But like when they get together, if they do again, they, they play Rat, you know, Def Leppard, they're still out there. Crew, they're still out there with whatever configuration yep. you want to call them now. And uh, Dokken, uh he still goes out, but you know, yeah. we know how that's going on with him, but they still maintain that era. 
you get Bon Jovi, he doesn't want shit to do with with the, no. With he's these Bruce albums. Springsteen part two. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, hate um, that. It's, I mean, that's so, yeah. I mean, imagine if he just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go out. My final tour is gonna be first four albums. We're just gonna do this shit. Yeah. People would lose their fucking minds, including myself. And I would. I, I mean, I've seen Bon Jovi from their their first tour. I saw them open for Scorpions in Philadelphia in 1984. And I've seen them, uh, you know, pretty much all the other tours, 7,800 Fahrenheit up to, um, I'm going to say, up to Keep the Faith. But then I seen them a couple times in the 90s, and I saw them about maybe 10 years ago, and it was like right after Richie left, and they were they were okay. Mm. But now, like, you watch yeah, some he of has videos. Trouble he has singing, too. Yeah. He's um, really bad. But it's, you know, the rumors, Richie is supposed to be coming back to the band yes. and stuff like that. So yeah. I hope he will maybe push him back in that direction, because they're the last couple albums they're like the country rock country rock yeah but like yeah. shitty country rock but he's like <laughs> trying to do like like can you imagine like because i know every once in a while he'll throw in an oldie here and there but he's not gonna do like you can't go home and then go this one's called tokyo road off of 7800 fahrenheit because people are like oh my god what is this hard rock music like he's he, he has a different audience now and it's too bad because john himself is he, I, I don't know. For me, he's a very likable person. I've never heard a bad thing about him. He does a lot of charity work, helps out a lot of good people. He's he's never got himself tainted. Plus, he's a big Patriots fan, right, Tom? That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's for, always for got a great attitude. I like John Bon Jovi yeah. personally. I just don't like what he's done with his music. Bon Jovi is the only band in this list that I literally, and this is going to be, this is going to sound weird because. Uh, I just I have no connection to Bon Jovi. I, I just oh, I never not anymore. No, no, no. Like you never got he, into them. I never got into them. So my sister had the seventy eight hundred record, and all I knew at that time was In and Out of Love. In and out Slippery of when wet comes out, and of course you, you you it was impossible to ignore that album because of MTV and everybody had the cassette. And I and I love Slippery when wet. I loved it. Uh, New Jersey. I never owned it. I've never seen Bon Jovi in concert. But you heard it everywhere, <laughs> right? And I think the problem with me with, with with Bon Jovi, I'm like, oh, that's the that's like the band that like the chicks like. Yeah, that's like a that's like a chick hair band. They're not rat. They're not they're not docking. Girls like Bon Jovi. I'm not listening to them. But, but they I like too. They weren't poison like. Yeah. Right. At that, right. At but, that time too, you had a lot of heavier stuff coming out. Metallica was out by ex- then. Yes. You know bands yes. like that. Um. You know I I know you guys. Uh, you know Dio stuff like that. Ozzy. Yep. Yep. Sabbath was was still going strong with you know with the other everyone else that they had in the band. So yep. like music was changing, but like that was like the antithesis of the the Metallicas and the Megadeths and the yeah. Exodus but and Steve, like I'll, I'll push back a little on that. He wasn't like Bon Jovi. I think everybody knew, even on even the Metallicas, Megadeths knew oh, what you bon couldn't Jovi avoid it. Was they knew what they were and they didn't diss them because they knew what Bon Jovi was: hard rock, catchy melodic music. I don't put him into the backlash of like the wingers and poison. Oh, no, 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 because those guys got real shit on afterwards. But I think people realize Bon Jovi is it overcame the genre. Bon Jovi got themselves out of hair metal, glam metal, because I think he thought if he stayed in that, his career was over. Like well, all and, other bands, yeah, and I also and so think that's it, why he tried to push that shit away and try to become more adult, contemporary, or whatever. But I also think the image too, when you look at those bands, I mean, Bon Jovi didn't. I mean, okay, maybe some of the videos oh, are slippery. The first wet. two albums they did, <laughs> even they, the they third, did, right? Yeah, I know, but they weren't like 
it, it's hard to say, I don't want to say they weren't like flamboyant, like poison or like stuff like that, but something about, I think it's something about Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. Just, they separated themselves ever so slightly from like that hair metal. Cause they, they wrote their own fucking music. Yeah. They, and like, they, they cared like, about it, their like, songs. Like it wasn't Steven Piercy and Robin Crosby. It wasn't like Don Dawkins and George Lynch. It just looked and felt better different. songwriters. Way right. better. And, songwriters. And, and maybe that's it. I think yeah. too, they seemed like two guys that, you could walk into a bar and have a conversation with. Yeah. yeah. You know, not, you know, it's not going to be, you know, Stephen Piercy there getting all ripped up and tearing up bars and shit. And exactly. a lot of that was reputation, too. Same thing with the crew. Never Same heard thing with anything crew. bad yeah. about those guys. You know what you know the know? other right. thing is, too? He married his high school sweetheart. They're still okay, so, so, okay, so now so we're nailing it down. They, they were like the nice guys of hair. Yeah, they weren't mm-hmm. like, you know, you see like the poison videos. Where like they they got chicks bringing them in the back room shaking their tits and stuff. And crew, look John at was gun. like, oh look at all the girls like going ah, John. right, like a like a Backstreet Boys video, like a boy but band exactly. Like, Fucking show me your tits like Crew did in Home Sweet Home. Right. So they kept that image and nice guys. Oh, what a good guy John Bon Jovi is. All American and. and I- and, and I think Def Le- and I think Def Leppard was fairly similar to to that. I mean, I think to me, me personally, I think Def Leppard is light years better than Bon Jovi. That's just me personally. That's no. okay. But I think it's the same thing. I think they were. I think they were like the nice guys of that genre. They were. All right, like- let's go Def Leppard. Yeah, now, go ahead. They are. I would say the big differences with Def Leppard amongst the five is obviously considered a part of the new wave of British metal, and they. Just they're English, so right. they had a different philosophy, different style, and we talked about it when we did Pyromania. It's like these guys are like ACDC hooks, yep, but with good looks, yeah, <laughs> right, good looking guys. So we can do something. The girls can like these guys too, and yeah. still do well. The, now, on through the night, it's a good album. It is I a wouldn't good album. call it great. No, it's not great. High and dry, off the charts. Pyromania, off the charts. Hysteria, different, but still, for me, off the charts. I think it's fucking a great album. It's just different. It's a different band. Um, other look, than look at the timeline too, when they hit, yeah, like right. they're they're the earliest band on this list. They that, their debut was nineteen eighty. That's so right. They're on their third album by eighty three. Bon Jovi's not out yet. Um, Rats and not ha- out yet, and, and hair metal is not they even a word. Then. Yeah, no, there's no there's no I mean, hair metal, and MTV hits right then too. Would you say Def Leppard probably has transformed from album one to four the most? Oh, by far. Right. By far. Oh, yeah. uh, on go, go listen. I always laugh because Hysteria is a it's a good album. And I'm not, I'm not, I am not trying to sound like one of those guys. I'm not trying to sound like a Metallica fan. Like, oh, load's terrible. You gotta listen to puppets. <laughs> like, because I love because I love load and reload. But I I like Hysteria is okay, but to me, it's a completely different band for a variety of reasons. Rick Allen, yes. the popularity, but you go listen to friggin' Let It Go off a of High and Dry, and then go listen to Love Bites off a of Hysteria. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this band right now? You know what I mean? Now I get but, it. Lo- uh, right. I, I know. It- but to me, I look at it as go listen to a, I would say, a brilliant song like Hysteria, the title track. A great is song. The most, one of the Love most it. beautiful songs. Yeah. That melody, the yep. lyrics, all that. Or even if you go down to Armageddon It. I love Armageddon It. The Love fucking it. backing vocal. Animal. Like, so yeah. sophisticated. The chorus going back and forth. 
It's almost it's great. Like you got the fucking Eagles back there with all the harmonies and everybody in the dupe. It's like the mamas and papas with all the fucking overlapping choruses. It's brilliant music. It's not fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Coming under fire, right? Which is a, I think, a brilliant rock song, but it's just different styles, right? Right. And if you look at look at their albums, even start with on through the night. There's elements of that on high and dry. Then there's elements of high and dry and pyromania, and then there's yep. elements on of pyromania on on hysteria. So I mean, they progressed the most, but they still kept elements from album to album. It's not like totally uh, like you go from the on through the night to hysteria, totally different, but. Not when you go from on through the night to pyromania, and then not from or, or on through the night to high and dry, and then from high and dry to pyromania. You, it's not like that radical of a change as I you think, would get if you put on through the night on and then hysteria. That's a great point. I think their yeah, their trains good, the, the, good one, Steve. Their, their their evolution was very subtle, and I think and and they didn't they didn't it wasn't jarring like because when you bought when you got when you got on through the night you get you get high and dry like okay, and then pyromania like. Okay, this is it's a little bit more melodic, it's a little bit more poppy, but it still kicks ass. And then and then like you said, then you get hysteria is like, okay, this is real poppy and real melodic. I think it's also the production in it. Oh, totally. You totally. go from mm-hmm. production to like, wait a minute, on Pyromedia, it's almost like the same music on high and dry, but this is a little bit more sophisticated. And then high, and then you go to fucking hysteria, and you're like, who the hell? What do you have? 15 engineers on this album? It's amazing. Now, Motley Crue, let's go to them for a second. Go ahead. Yeah. I would say they're the most erratic as far as album one to four go up and down because this second album by far is their best album. In my opinion. Oh, I, I, I shout at the devil is one of the all time greatest albums for me personally. It's, I'll never get sick yeah, of shout so, at the devil. And then you like theater pain. I do. I girls, girls, girls. Okay. Wild side, girls, girls, girls. Who Wait, else is clamoring what, for you don't song? what are you talking about? You don't like the cover of Jailhouse Rock? Like, <laughs> come on. You don't you don't you don't like dancing Donut? on glass? <laughs> I, I, Steve, where where are you? I mean, I think I think everybody who likes this music likes Too Fast for Love, likes Shout at the Devil. Love Shout at the Devil. Like the to me, I, I think Girls, Girls, Girls is a mess. <laughs> uh, where 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 are you on Girls, 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 Steve? Um, that's all over the place. I, it um, is. It's, I mean, but there's great shit on there. Like wild side's probably my favorite crew song. Um, like great bad song. boy boogie is like, uh, like known as like, what are you doing? What are you no, doing? No, um, no, no, no. I forgot. Uh, about yeah, that. You know, <laughs> are you out of here? Kind of like, you? you know, and, uh, yeah, jailhouse rock. I'm like, Ugh. guys, come on. Um, I think it's but, funny when you look at when you look at Motley Crue's fourth album and kind of how it's a mess, according to us. I don't think it's that different from Rat's fourth album is kind of a mess. Reach for the sky. It's like, yeah, that is actually pretty true. You know what and I mean? Dance it's, on it's, the cover is a little like theater. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. They, they, they follow similar. I mean, although and although the, the, the I think the, the first and second albums, you get reversed with the two bands, yes. you know, but uh, yeah, I think I think those bands are the ones that are kind of like, yikes, you've kind of. But like you said, they they're different because they redeem themselves with their fifth album with with uh, with Doctor Feel. Oh, I love Doctor Feel. Yeah, love yeah, it. I wish Feelgood we could put great. that in there and yeah. get rid of like girls or theater and say Doctor Feelgood, and then that would be a great one. Yeah. So let's let's do something fun here. If you were to say who had the best back to backs, oh, the best two in a row out of this entire. Oh Jesus! Now you name a tough. couple. Which one stick out to you? 
I mean, for me personally, I think right off the top of my head, I, I go, I go, uh, I go high and dry pyromania right off the top of my head. And, and then, and then, it, and then I would probably go see, it's funny because we, I don't, we haven't mentioned this yet about me personally, my evolution of these bands has kind of changed growing up. I was obsessed with Def Leppard and obsessed with Motley Crue. I liked the hits from rat. I liked the hits from Dawkin. but as I've gotten older and as I've just kind of, my tastes have changed. I, I spend way more time listening to Rat and Dawkin, and it could be fatigue too. But when I listen to some some of like the Motley Crue stuff, I'm like, eh. But like, I don't get tired of Dawkin. I don't get tired of of out of the cell. I'm getting tired of Becky. Yeah, exactly. But so here's what I would say: for me, Dawkin, it's easy. Under lock and key, back for attack. Yeah, yeah, that's Bon yeah. Jovi. If I had a pick, and this is something I, I'd probably ask Steve. Steve, I will take Bon Jovi and 7800 Fahrenheit as their best back-to-back albums. Oh, Slippery in New Jersey. Controversy. Yeah. Yes, I would take those two first. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's that's it, too far for you. <laughs> that's a little that's a little too far for me. But there there's great it's some of this stuff is impossible for me because this shit is in my DNA, like from uh, yep. like all these albums I had, like when they came out. Yeah. Like, literally when they oh, came yeah. out. Yeah. And um, I, I agree with you for for Doc and definitely under lock and key and um, and back for the attack, and uh, but I mean just think of the the even those two albums, the turmoil, of the band. Those guys fucking hated each other when they did oh, back yeah. for the attack. They yeah. were on that monsters of uh, I know. monsters of rock tour, and they just all showed up separate, played, and and they were gone. There was <laughs> and, so uh, much you know? shit in all those rock magazines. I used to buy them every week, mm-hmm. and and then I remember when they finally broke up, and I remember reading like someone wrote to the like. It parader or something like you guys did it you guys finally did it you kept writing articles about them hating each other and you fucking broke them up you assholes and I'm like, <laughs> dude <laughs> calm down but anyway then i obviously motley to me is the debut and shout and then yep. rat the first two albums obviously it's got to be Def Leppard. Yep. i don't know if i'd go high and dry pyromania or i'd go pyromania hysteria that's tough to me, hysteria. We've had this argument before. Oh, I did with like with Steve, and I know we talked about it sometimes with Sonny too. To me, hysteria is the ultimate 50-50 album. Half of that album I think is fantastic. Half of that album is just eh. and I know Steve's shaking his head because he loves it, and that's okay. But to me, I grew up with uh, my again. I had a sister that was four years older than me when MTV first came out. MTV constantly played those live performance videos of Let It Go. Bring it on the heartbreak. Yep. High and dry Saturday night. I, I was obsessed with that album. Another hit and run. An, oh yeah, another hit and run. Just incredible shit on that. Um, Remember they it, put out the video for me, my wine. Yeah. Oh that. god. They're Remember like, that? Like, I think there's two. Vi- I think there's two videos for that. Yep. Yeah. There were like yeah. some like the shitty second one. They're like partying in the house and, and drinking. Yeah. Rick and Allen's yeah. playing in the in the in the bathtub in the, with in the, the shower or something. Yeah. 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 So it's it's funny, but again, that's what I would go for two. If you go to three, I don't know what I would do for Bon Jovi. I mean, I would probably go Bon Jovi 7800 Slippery. Nothing else comes close to High and Dry Pyromania Hysteria for me. Nothing. That's the best by far if you go by yeah. best Steve, three. Steve, yeah, what's, what's your three in a row there? If you had- three in a row? I'd, I'd go docking for the three. I'd go tooth okay. and nail. Under tooth and nail. And, and uh, back for the attack. Uh, just absolutely fantastic album. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Love I would. Them. 
Oh God, this is so difficult for me because I love High and Dry and Pyromania. I do like some of Hysteria. I would probably go Def Leppard or Jesus Christ. I can't believe I'm saying this. I might go Motley Crue just because I like Theater of Pain. Oh my! I'm so, I don't wow. know. I so just too I, fast for love to theater, right? Yeah, I just I lo- I like Theater of Pain. I don't know why. But what about just, I, Nona on Girls, Girls, Girls? Uh, and that that's, that's put a, it over that, the top for you. I, I'll, put it this way: I think Girls, Girls, Girls. So what we got? What do we got? Uh, Twenty albums, say a five bands, four albums. Girls, girls, girls might be one of the worst albums out of all twenty. In my in my opinion, it is. In my yeah, in my opinion, it is. Breaking the chain would be up there. And again, these aren't bad albums. It's just like look at these fucking bands. Yep. Uh, Reach for the sky, on through the night. Yeah, reach for the sky is questionable. But but it, but it does have I want a woman on it, so oh, that's great tune. <laughs> Not yeah, some I mean you could, you could cherry pick songs off those albums for sure. Uh, but but I, like I, that's as far as top. There, I mean, someone's got to be at the bottom, right? But that's a good point, Steve. I think that's that's one of the problems with some of these bands. They they go later on. It's like you have to you have to like girls, girls, girls. That's like apparently the whipping boy of this episode. But you you pull out you cherry pick the 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 good songs, and they're good. They're great songs. But the rest of the album is like ah. All and, right, let's, and, let's be even. Let's be even more specific. Let's go, Dawkins. Best song of those four. Besides best, Kiss so- of, best, best song, song? Of those four albums. Yeah, I would say besides Kiss of Death. Oh, oh, to me, oh, that's easy. It's uh, it's uh, Unchain the Night is probably my favorite Dawkins song. Steve, um, oof. I, I think I love. I've always loved Lightning Strikes Again. On Ooh, oh, that's a great one too. That yeah. song just rips. It's okay. John Dawkins is fucking screaming in that song. Yep. No, I was just gonna say when we, I remember when we reviewed Back for the Attack, I said I think Back for the Attack is probably my favorite Dawkins album, top to bottom. But all of my favorite Dawkins songs are on Under Lock and Key. I Funny. just think Back for the Attack is like a more consistent album. I know that kind of mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense, but anyways, it go makes ahead, you perfect guys. sense. Yeah. All right, Bon Jovi. Oh boy! Best song on Bon Jovi's four albums. I I, I gotta go. Wanted Dead or Alive is just a incredible I, I, song. I was just gonna say that, but I didn't want to sound like cliche. But I I gotta go. Wanted it's Dead just or the Alive. Greatest, like the yeah. lyrics, the build up, and everything. The, that acu- that acoustic guitar, the, and then that guitar yeah, solo over the top, and it changed yeah. fucking music. It did. Yeah. It brought in the unplugged shit. Yep, Steve Bon Jovi. Homebound train on New Jersey. That's wow. I, I love I don't that. really understand that love you have for love that song. That. I oh, love okay. that, loves song. that song. Okay. The solo's great. It has a harmonica solo in it. It just the sounds country just fucking rock. Rips. That's the fucking, it's like it the rips. sprinkling of that country rock shit they're going to be doing in the future. If, if wow. they continued with that, I would, I would be okay with it. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. Motley. Well, this is I, easy. I'm going. This is easy for me. Home Sweet Home may be the best song on here. Oh, really? Oh, this is easy. Oh, for I me. think it's fucking genius. I think it's a beautiful song. Looks the kill. Easy. No, no, no question for me. Off shot with the devil. Wild side for me. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. You you love like it. it yeah. I love okay. the time changes in that. Uh, yeah, it's a good song. Great song, Rat. actually. Yeah. Rat, this is easy. Well, this is not easy. easy. I have no. I don't idea. know if it's easy for me. My. Uh, uh, my Oh, God, it's one of two songs, but I've always said "In Your Direction" is my favorite Rat song, just because I love really? that. But, but if if not, I would probably go. I would say "In Your Direction," but right right behind that is "Back for More." Probably 
Not you should know. Definitely by not that. Now. No, <laughs> you <laughs> should know by now. No, I don't know. Okay. Steve, what about you for rat? Uh, I go lay it down for rat. Okay. That, that, that riff is just at killer at the, the beginning way the, of that. Yeah, the, the way that song starts is yeah. just incredible. I may go off the board. I don't know. I like everything off the first two albums. I don't know yeah. which is my favorite yet. Maybe I'll just say, I'll throw out dance. I love I dance. Fucking love that I song. love that song. Love it. The guitar on that is incredible. Are you kidding? Oh, it's a great song. It's a yeah. great song. Def Leppard. I might still stay with come, uh, coming under fire. Off of I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to be clever here. I'm going with the obvious ones. Photograph. It's always been photographed for me. Or I might say, like I said earlier, hysteria, the title track. Okay. Love, beautiful song. Steve, you're a hysteria guy. I, I go with the title track, Hysteria. Okay. Absolutely you love, love it. it too, okay. huh? and, I, and I am not a ballad guy. And um, it's I, a great I just song. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the interest, like, there's no there's no ballads on any of the Rat songs. No. Well, they tried. No. They got on, on Detonator, they tried to. Yeah. Who? Yay! You're giving <laughs> oh, yourself away. <laughs> love that. Love oh, my homebound train's going to wreck right into that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, terrible. Oh. Who's That's on that? Buddy song. Guy and fucking, uh, fucking home. BB King, too. BB King. Oh, good God. Yikes. But think about it. If those, this is like, to me, if these five bands just continue doing what they're doing, and then oh, yeah. what ended up happening is you got too many of these outsiders. It's It's like how we would say our grunge. Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Metallica, uh, Metallica, Nirvana, uh, Pearl Jam are putting out albums. All of a sudden, you got Silverchair and all these yep. other fucking bands. Yep. And you're like, oh, God. And they're all yep. sounding the same. They're all kind of trying to be different. And it's just oversaturated. It it. Maybe one band will have a good song here and there. And then there's the band live. And then there's this band. And there's that band. And uh, it just gets lost. And that's, but these five, man. All right. So before so before we wrap it up, I just want to I want to ask one question, and, yeah. and I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to be able to answer this quickly or not. This is my this is my way of kind of getting in what I want to get in, but I want to see if you guys think: mm-hmm. Is there any other band that you could put into this conversation with four albums? Because I have one band, and I know there's going to be people out there saying you're crazy because that third album is okay and the fourth album sucks. I'm throwing Tesla in here. I think I think the first two albums are untouchable. I love Psychotic Supper, and I think Bust a Nut is tremendously underrated for Tesla. I think they're a little me. too late. Okay, fair enough. Like That's Meaning, fair. like, you know Doc and Bon Jovi Rat when they came out, when those first albums. I think yep. Tesla came out 86. right when these yeah. guys were on their third and fourth album. Good point. That's Good point. the only reason. But yeah. I agree with you. I think Tesla is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. But the images of these bands... Yeah, or the the popularity in that era and the LA part of it, kind of yeah. like hair metal and glam metal. I don't know what other band would be. I like? can't think. Steve, can you think of any other band that could even have a have a conversation about? I can't. I, I, I'm, See, I'm like sure the Poisons and um, Warrants. Not, if you want to say, I think they're like Tesla. They're a little bit afterwards. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and I hate saying this. Go ahead, because of our friend, Uh-oh. um, Wine T. Uh, okay. They have a lot of stuff that is that they came out in eighty one. Their first album yeah. came out in eighty one. Yeah, or, re- I don't real think early. One yeah. before that, uh, I think seventy nine. But they they're a band that evolved with with that 
that time too. Like their mid eighties albums are are great. Like in rock, we trust and yep. um, down for the count. Like that stuff. I, I think that stuff stands up with, with any, I don't these. think they're a bad band. I don't think they, they might make this era. I just don't think they ever got to, but they any never, they, level they never had popularity. the traction. They, they never the, got the right, traction. That was the thing. They never but got then, the traction. Zeus, you brought up a good point with poison. I mean, I, I'm it's not a big a little after them and yeah. warrants and things like that came a little afterwards. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah, fair, fair. And, yeah, you know, also, Warren, Warren doesn't have the catalog that these guys have that we're talking about tonight. That's true. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even so, even Poison, where they had the, you know, they had they sold a lot of albums too, maybe more than some of these bands. Probably sold more than Dawkin. Oh God, between between, look what the Cat Drag did and open up and say ah, and then even yeah. further on. I mean, th- those the, they uh, sold more than Dawkin. Yeah, and oh, definitely, rad, definitely, but definitely. The point is, I think that they came in a little bit later. And yeah. And and also guys weren't really like guys got into these bands, even Bon Jovi, guys were into. Yes. And then Poison is more of a girls and kind of it's not the same. I wouldn't put them in this category. Although people that hate this genre would throw them all together and call it hair metal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's any other band that would fit with yeah. these no, five. If not if not if, up with the echelon that these guys are i mean there's bands like la guns and uh you know a little bit like later faster pussycat that it, they came out a little bit later and i was gonna say they also just on the edge of it yeah. yeah i was gonna i was gonna say if they didn't fuck up and they, they like they came out later it was guns and rose you had appetite gnr lies and the use your illusion albums but that was late 80s 90s they would but, go with the la gun faster pussycat yeah i would yeah. put them in with those guys yep but these five i think are the quintessential and I if agree. you're really into this music, you should have all of these albums. Really. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, this so, is fun. Yeah, Steve, tell everybody where they can get more uh, Power Wolf talk if they want to hear from Steve and the Part of the Hell guys. You can get Power Wolf, Sabotage, Saxon, oh. Uh, oh. Scorpions, everything. Scorpions, and, awesome. And, and we and we do a lot. We do a lot of this stuff too. Actually, of we course. just did a uh, uh, like a combining album thing, and two of my albums were um, Tooth and Nail and Underlocking Key. Awesome. Like make one album out of two. Nice. Impossible to do because the songs yeah. you leave out could be another album of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and by the yeah, way, yeah. That, hey, Steve, you just said it. I forgot to even mention it. Best probably solo guitar song, Tooth and Nail, off these all five bands. Tooth and Nail, the, the, the title track is the song favorite. itself, the title track. Oh, yeah. The guitar th- solo. There's so many for George Lynch. Who do you, who, just before, uh, not to extend you, but who do no, you think ahead. is the best guitar player in the, 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 Five bands we talked about that. Not even close. George Lynch. It's got to be George Lynch. And then if you're going to throw in anybody else, you throw maybe more. You put in Warren D. Martini. I would put Richie Sambora. Okay, fair, fair. And Warren. I would different kind of player though. They're the different kind of player. But I love their. I love their solos. Melodic solo Mm -hmm. right back into the song. Nothing fucking crazy. And uh, yeah, they even, fit. even Def Leppard's. I mean, they, you don't really go nuts about their solos. Their You're earlier never, albums, never. yes, no, but not no. By, by Hysteria. Has anybody been like, yeah, the solos, guitar solos on Hysteria? No, no, there aren't. Are there, are there any solos on Hysteria? <laughs> I know that's what There's I'm thinking. Some. I've never heard anybody yeah. say that. Yeah, but Steve, tell us exactly where we can find you and uh, BB, BC, Dylan, and the rest of uh, Power Wolf crew. Power Wolf crew. Yeah, check us out, Part of the Hell podcast. We release an episode every Friday. And uh, like Zeus said, it's uh, myself, BC, BB, and uh, my son, Dylan. He's with us. He's the younger 
the voice of reason. I think sometimes on our podcast, he's got a real man once in a while, but we, we talk about all this kind of stuff and we do kiss episodes, Iron Maiden and, um, you know, and, and any kind of like sabotage or stuff like that is usually BC bringing it in, but, um, I'm the Power Wolf guy. I gotta say, nice, that. awesome. <laughs> so, but but check us out. Uh, we have a good time. And one thing I would say I like about our podcast: we are all four of us in the same room when we record, which is yes. a nice dynamic. Yes, yeah. awesome, awesome to have you, Steve. We love. We wouldn't have Thank anybody. You. I appreciate yet. the invite. Oh, absolutely, always love you, buddy. Yeah. Till next love time. Too. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.